This is John Byrne, the lead pastor here at Grace Fellowship, and this is the Grace Deep Dive Podcast, recorded deep in the depths of the Grace Fellowship basement here in Lakewood, Colorado. We dive a little deeper into Sunday sermon. I'm Johnny McCloskey, and I'll be your host on the Grace Deep Dive Podcast. Welcome back to the Grace Deep Dive Podcast, and this is John, not Johnny, starting us out. Whoa, this is weird, John. I know. I, wanna, I wanted weird. to jump in right away. I know, I'm sure you did. You probably, you probably had that that uh that uh habit or whatever but anyways yeah so we're, we're switching roles a little bit uh today and uh i'm gonna be the host and you're gonna be the the, the one being grilled the one being grilled okay so you know we'll we'll see how you do <laughs> i'm not as good i'm not as good as answering questions as you are <laughs> um yeah well, I'll just watch you suffer. That's right. I'm pretty good at like, where were you last night? You know, from from this hour to this hour when I'm being questioned by the police, I do pretty well with that. Oh, yeah. You had some experience. That happens that. a lot. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. It does not happen a lot. That is true. Right? That is true. It okay, does not does, happen. All right. Just check. I mean, if once a week, so not a lot. Then, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm just kidding, John. Uh, I've anyways. never been questioned by the... Oh, you know what? I have actually... Yeah, I was having a Bible study. No joke, <laughs> an, an accounta- accountability group at uh, a playground. What? And we got, I got searched. You get questioned by the police. I got searched. Yeah, uh, I've been questioned by the FBI. Really? Yeah, true story. Okay, a few times. You know, people with like security clearances and stuff. They okay. gotta, they gotta get uh, cleared or whatever. You know, and and I've had the FBI call me a few times for to interview oh, me on gotcha. behalf of other people like the referral like yeah like the reference kind of thing and uh it's they're weird though they call you like you know out of the blue and then they're like hey can you meet us at subway in 10 minutes you're and like it, no right yeah, and if you say scary. no then they go and, and you go can we schedule something they're like no we'll just call you and then they call you like a week later hey can you meet us at mcdonald's in 10 minutes and they just keep doing it until uh until they get get a time that works i guess but anyways yeah, interesting stuff. All right, well, which has nothing to do with anything that we're going to talk well, about. Well, you know, actually, we're growing a community is the point of the sermon. Yeah. And you're allowing other people to grow in their careers by interviewing and referring them. Uh, I think we're stretching it. Okay, yeah, you're, you're probably right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we started a brand new series uh, um, this last this last Sunday. And, uh, you know, uh, Grace Defined is, is kind of the name of the series. We're going through our, our three core values. Um and the first one we're covering of those is growing in community. I thought you were going to ask me the first question. I was ready. Well, you I, had, I have my answer ready. Growing community is number one, right? It is, yeah. And well, then next week, are you doing gospel impact or generosity? We're doing gospel impact this Sunday, and then and the following Sunday okay. will be generosity. So those are our core, our three core values. And so we're just going through those. Uh, we kind of do that every year about this time. We, we do something really very similar to that. So, uh, But Johnny, you kicked us off with, uh, with the first sermon. Um, why... Uh, this I didn't give you this question ahead of time, but why why did we assign that to you? Uh, instead, why didn't I preach that? Okay, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Well, I think I think well, the, I was gonna make a yeah. make a joke, but I'm gonna go with the the, the real answer. The real, here. Answer, the real here. answer is uh, so I'm the life groups. Uh, I'm the you know the the first impressions pastor, so I'm in charge of life groups and greeting and all that kind of yeah. stuff. So so what's your t- what is your title? <laughs> Oh uh, man, I'm telling you, let's see here. So I am the uh, worship and connections pastor. That's right. Yeah, I know. For a second there, I was he, like, oh, he was man. like looking at me like, "What is it? What is it?" I no. was. What is going? What is my what do I do my title here? here? No, so I'm the connections pastor. So I'm in charge of you know first impressions and getting people connected via life groups and getting them you know connected to other believers in our church. So yeah, yeah. So that's kind of why I think you threw the ball to me. Yeah, the first the first uh, go around. 
Right. So plus it's been a while since I've preached. So it has, it has been a while. And it's always hard because, you know, if, if you preach, then it means one of two things. Either I lead worship, which nobody really wants, or uh, or we have to have somebody come Find in somebody, and lead yeah. worship. And which and, is a lot uh, harder than you think. Or we just have you do both, which it, that's that's tough. That's a lot harder than I think. Yeah. So so, so, so that's why you don't you don't preach a lot. Um but uh, but we did have you you preach and and it is one of our core values is growth and community. But why don't you tell us this? Why is community so important for our spiritual growth and maturity? Well, I think you know nothing good happens in a vacuum. Sometimes, yeah. You know, I think, and, and I can only speak to myself. And a lot of a lot of this is well, you've got to speak to others in this case. Well, my, myself and <laughs> others, but I, you know, and I think others would maybe um, kind of feel what I'm saying. But I yeah. think sometimes when we're on our own. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mind tends to wander. The, the mind tends to go unchecked in a lot of ways. And it's, it's good to, to have that accountability to um, center yourself around other people who are like-minded well, in anything, not, not just church. Right. But I think if you're looking to uh, grow physically, you know, or grow mentally, I think it's always a good idea to surround yourself with people who believe the same thing you, uh, you believe and who are kind of going towards the same goal. And so you want to always surround yourself with like-minded People in this in this situation, in uh, regard to our spiritual health, I think it's good to be you know you want to be attending church all the time, right? You know, um, be getting plugged into a life group or serving in some way, uh, helping out with some ministry, or just constantly um, be around people who can sharpen you up. You know, right. I think so. I think you know it's just so beneficial. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, you do and you're, physically. I mean, you're you're doing the the gym stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you, how well do you think you would do if you were uh, just doing that at home by yourself. Yeah, not nearly as well as right? I have. There, there is something to be said for, for you know, if I if I don't go to the gym, you know, I'll probably have you know for a few days, then I'll probably have three or four people texting me, calling me, you know, hey, what's going on? Yeah, where, where are you? What, what are you hurt? Are you sick? What what's what's the problem here? Yeah, because the point of that is they're all moving towards a goal, right? And they notice that you're not with them, right? So they go, hey, John. Uh, catch up with us. You know, we're, we're heading this way and you want this. Yeah. So let's go, let's, let's do it. That accountability is always so good. You know, I think, I think we're not, nat- we naturally don't want to grow in a lot of ways. It takes a lot of Oh yeah. It'd be much maturity. better to just eat spaghetti, pizza and tacos and oh, sit on my so couch and watch TV. Which yesterday you called me out. That would be out. better. Did I say that would be better? It'd be easier. It'd be nice. It would be nice. You, you called me out yesterday. I did call you out yesterday. Yeah. Because I was, what was talking, that about? I was talking about trying to get healthier on in Sunday, my sermon. Yeah. yeah. And sermon. Then, I had Taco Bell yesterday. Yeah, I know that's that's crazy. I know, so good though. Like, what were you, he's sitting there eating nachos for lunch. Oh, I'm like, so I'm like, Johnny, I need nachos right now. Johnny, if you're gonna if you're gonna get healthy, you cannot eat Taco Bell. I know, Bell. yeah, but that was the point, right? If I would have eaten nachos on my own, no one would, no one would know. There's about that accountability, it. right? But I come in and eat in front of you, and then you say something, <laughs> and there I'm growing in community, right? You right? know what I had for lunch yesterday? Fish and, no. and squash. No. What? No, I had I had a nice chicken salad, yeah. like with let you know like lettuce salad and chicken on it, apples in it. What like kind that. of dressing did you have? No, sorry, I digress. Uh, I, but you know, I don't know. It was some kind of vinaigrette. It was that Panera? Okay, yeah, it Panera. so it was healthy. But it was. But point point is, it was healthy. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> I, I'm trying to make you feel guilty. You've won this round. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but you know, you talk about accountability and. Uh, and, and being an aspect of, of growing community, can you can you just dive into that a little bit more? You know why what what why is accountability so important, and and why is community so important? Accountability. Well, I think we naturally don't we naturally don't desire to grow. I think right. we naturally desire to 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 take the easier way out 
and having that person to really push you when you don't want to do it, you're going to see the benefit of that. I think, you know, there's that point where, you know, you might be working out or something and you get to that, you hit the wall yeah, and you've done enough, but you haven't, but it's once you break past that wall, I think sometimes that you see the, the growth start to happen. And usually it takes it, unless you're incredibly disciplined, it's going to take another person to push you. I mean, that's even why, I mean, even forget just not even just grace fellowship, but just the attendance, church attendance is so important. Mm-hmm. You see that a lot in, in, um, in believers where they, they say, Oh, I have a relationship with Christ, but I don't want to go to church on a Sunday, on a Sunday or whatever. Right. I don't want to be around. I don't like the service. I don't like to go. But the reality is it's so important. You, you can't, it's so hard. It's so hard to, to grow on your own. Well, I, I would say, you know, just to echo that, I, I think it's pre- pretty near impossible um, you know, people, people say, oh, I'm a Christian, I'm a believer, I follow Jesus, but I, I don't go to church. But Jesus doesn't really give us that option in scripture. We don't, we only have an option not to be part of the body, yeah. you know? Um, and, and I'm always amazed when people say that, oh yeah, you know, I had somebody a while ago, you know, it was quite a while ago now, but you know, and, but I've heard sentiments like this numerous times, you know, but, um, oh yeah, you know, I'm a believer, but I go camping on the weekends. And so I'm in, in, in. God's church of nature or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm always like, that is not God's church. As a matter of fact, that's idolatry. <laughs> you know, Paul talks about that in Romans one. <laughs> well, I think, <laughs> you know? yeah, I, I get what they're saying in some ways, but unless you're, and I mean, maybe if you're in a, a small group in a, and you're really, you know, doing lessons and, you know, cause that's the uh, thing. You're too. studying the word, you're praying you're studying together. The word, you're praying together. I would call that church in the, in the mountains. Fine. That would be in fine. A sense, yeah. I mean, to, to some degree, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But I think it's really, I, you know, I was even, while you're talking and thinking about how you sometimes, it was hard for you, I think, as the leader of the church. You know, for me, it's easy to be spurred on. Like, so, you know, you're like, Johnny, you're doing the devotion today or you're doing the sermon. This, oh, it's like, oh, okay. All right. Well, I got to do it now. Like, yeah. I'm getting pushed to do it. I think it was hard for you as a senior pastor or most pastors or even just a leader, leader in a home is, you know, it's hard to, to spur your own self on because, yeah. you know, your kids aren't probably going to do it. Like, hey, dad, where's our, where's our devotion? Or dad, will you pray for us? You know, yeah. you got to take that initiative. I think it's hard and you need that accountability in some, in some ways too. Maybe that's a good, a good spouse will do that, but yeah. it is hard. You, you need that accountability to, to push you to yeah. do, to bet, to do what we need to be doing. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's why accountability is built into almost every aspect of our life. You think about it, everything you know, whether it's discipline. Work, yeah. yeah. Whether it's work or jobs, we have accountability there. Our, our, if, if you're, if you are serious about being healthy physically, you probably have some kind of accountability somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, um, built into that, you, you know, it, it's, it's an, if you're going to grow in an area, you probably have accountability. And obviously that makes sense for our spiritual lives too. And, uh, you know, Hebrews talks, you know, author of Hebrews don't stop meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but, but we're to meet together and then we're to just spur one another on towards love and good deeds. And well, let's even say, can I add to that? I mean, not add to that, but let's just say there is someone who is spiritually like uh, just super disciplined. Yeah. Super disciplined. And they don't need any accountability. Like they can, they can, let's just say, so we're talking hypo- about Jesus, hypothetically, <laughs> hypothetically, let's just say that they, they don't need any accountability. They, they can read, they read the Bible all the time. Yeah. And they have a great prayer life and they're just growing and their, their sin is very little. Let's yeah. just say that that exists. But what benefit to others are they? Yeah, that's you right. Know, that's the thing. So let's say you have this super Christian. Well, we need that super Christian in a, in our right. church, or at least in a, in a small group of believers. Maybe not even an organized church, but you know, just get Something. together, get together. Because your your goal is to pour into. The question is, who are you pouring into? Who are you right. encouraging? Who are you? Sp- 
spurring on. You know that they need to be doing that yeah. as well. But the, I mean, the reality is there's, that doesn't exist. Yeah, if you're if you're not involved in some kind of community of believers, you are uh, you are committing a sin because you're either being selfish, you know, or 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 prideful or something along those lines, mm-hmm. and and you're not you're not contributing to the body of Christ. You know, Romans 12 talks about that. Yeah. First Corinthians 12. It sounds harsh, but, but, but it's true. It's, it's it really is true. Yeah, it's not, you, you don't get, you don't get the choice if you're a follower of, of Jesus Christ of not going, you know, not being part of a, a community of believers. Yeah. You know, I, I, uh, my mother-in-law, I, I really respect her a lot because, you know, she's, she's very, she's an introverted person, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. she's very intelligent. And I even saw her, she had a book, like how to be an introvert at church. Yeah. You know, like so she's, she was, pushing through that and, you know, being introverted, she's pushing through that and saying, how can I give and how can I serve and how can I love, even though my tendency is to, to withdraw. Well, given, given our church specifically, Grace Fellowship, Mm -hmm. where where does community take place here at Grace? Or how, how, how does, how do, if, if somebody was looking for a community of believers to be part of, they came to Grace, um, you know, what, what would you tell them? How do they, how do they engage in that community here at Grace? Well, I'll say in a broad sense, you know, just attending on a Sunday service, Sunday morning is great. You're, you're attending, you're, yeah, yeah, you're being with, you, you know, you're surrounded by 150, 200 plus people who are like-minded and they love you and they're excited to see you and you can talk about your week. Yeah. Uh, another thing, which is really cool too, is, is that close the app. We have a Facebook group we have, which is nice. Um, yeah. The grace praise. Yeah. Group. Grace praise. And, and what I love about that is you get to see, you know, people's prayer needs. Yeah. And then when you see them on Sunday, you go, Hey, what's going on there? Or, yeah. or you can even call them if you have that kind of relationship. That's kind of a cool thing. Um, I like just different, uh, ministries that we have where you're serving alongside each yeah. other. That's great. You're, you're, you know, brothers and sisters in arms. You always grow yeah. in that way. But I think that our most specific ministry for that is probably just, you know, life groups. Yeah. Obviously that's where you, you know, even the point of my sermon was, you know, I don't, you don't want to limit the weight in the sense of we have so many things in our lives that are burdening us. We have so many things that are, that are calling for our attention. Yeah. And really I, I you know, I feel like maybe we're not supposed to, to worry so much about something that's thousands of miles away because you can't, you can send resources and money to help that, but you can't right. really do well, anything and, beyond and, that. Right. And and we will. And you want to think just an example of that, you know, we're, we're going to have an option to give towards the hurricane relief in the Bahamas sure. for, yeah. And you should be, I think it's great to give, give right. your resources. But, but at this moment, it's not like we can go down the street and help them. Yeah, they're they're yeah. in the Bahamas. Yeah. And you don't, and there, there's something, there's something great about giving there, but there's also something great about extending a hand. Yeah. And, and really grasping the person who needs that help. Which is a whole different level of... It's of, a whole level yeah. of connection, you know, different yeah. level of connection. I think, you know, so we have uh, opportunities to pour into and, and really connect with 10. Yeah. You know, even within the with Grace Praise um, Facebook group, which is great, you know, every car need that comes up, I'm, I can't give rides to everybody. You know what right. I'm saying? I can't do... There comes a, li- comes a limit, but within right. a group of 10... You know, I can. It's much know. more manageable. Yeah, it's much much more manageable. And yeah. so, so that's probably the, the most intense uh, and specific way to connect. But there's many ways to connect in a community at Grace. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think you're right. You know, some people some people will kind of downplay the importance of like attending church on Sunday and go, "Wow, you know, it's good to hear a sermon or and, and sing together." But that's not really community, and that's true to some degree, some level. Um, it, but it's still very very important. To, to see the larger body of Christ mean together and loving one another, <clears throat> but it takes 
it takes place at a di- in a different way than it does in our life groups. Yeah. And in our life groups, people know, each- we know each other. We can, we can lay hands on each other and pray for each other in a way that we can't in our larger body. And we, you know, we can uh, take care of the needs of one another and we can study the word in a way that is much more focused in its application. You know, it's, we're not trying to apply it to, you know, 150, 200 people, we're trying to apply it to 10 people yeah. and they can sit there and go, okay, but how does this work in this situation? They can, you know, well, I think iron it, sharpens iron kind of thing. Well, I think even the intensity of growth is so much more in a small yeah. group too, because, you know, you can give a sermon and we could do some worship, but there's no follow-up really. There's no one-on-one yeah, there, follow-up. There's nobody asking you what you probably think? next week, hey, did you apply last yeah, week's sermon? That you, probably doesn't happen very no, often. No, exactly. And I think what's nice about a life group is you have the, your friends who are going, Hey, no, we talked about this last week, or you brought this up last week. Yeah, how, you, how are you doing? What's with going that? on? Yeah, because if, on a church on a Sunday morning, um, if we ever try to incorporate that, we should just have everybody line up as we're <laughs> right. leaving. It takes about two hours to get out of the service, <laughs> right. and then we just talk. Hey, so what's going on? So how you this doing? Sunday, no, yeah, yeah, we'll do start it. doing that now. Yeah. yeah, people are like, no, I'm going out the fire exit. Yeah, talk to me about uh, you know. Because because you talked about you just said you know you just said there's there's lots of ways community takes place here at Grace, um, and you can grow in community in a variety of ways through serving through attending Sunday services. But you said rightly that um, the most significant uh, or the most focused uh, ministry we have specifically on community and growing in community is our life groups. You know, talking about what happens in a life group. You know, there might be people listening that haven't signed up you know, for a life group, haven't been in a life group, maybe they're intimidated by it. They're scared of it. You know, can you, can you talk about what happens in life groups and, and, and why they shouldn't be scared or intimidated and, and they should really take the, and make that commitment to a life group? Yeah. Well, I think life groups, um, they're a lot of fellowship. Yeah. So, you, you know, you show up and you hang out and you talk about your week, yeah. uh, you vent maybe about some things you're going through. You're not about the pastor or the church. Yeah, you don't do that, right? Well, unless, because there's unless, nothing to vent about. Really. Unless they're in your group, then they can do that. <laughs> they can vent directly to yeah, you. Yeah, directly to you. Oh, but what is there to vent about? I mean, I'll just there's say nothing, wonderful there's, things. There's you know? nothing to vent about, right? But I think, you know, you get that, that fellowship piece. Um, what's great is is you really get the, a chance to to pray together. Yeah. Instead of being prayed for in the main service. Yeah. You know, you get to pray together. It's not this broad general prayer, but yeah. specific, specific prayers that specifically relate need. to each of the people. Yeah. Well, you each need specifically. Yeah. And I think it's nice. You get a lot, little more intimacy with that, um, that connection piece. Yeah. There's, I think I would say intentional discipleship. Yeah. Maybe instead of, instead of teaching on a Sunday morning, you get that one-on-one here's, uh, Let's tailor made make this for you so that it fits in your not, not that it, not that you change theology, but that, yeah. that this is what you're specifically going through. Not just uh, you know, you want to hear a new life sermon. You want this specific thing. I need this specific thing, and you you have that opportunity to uh, do that. Um, just you know, there's different teaching aspects through it. Uh, it's just it's just I don't know. It's just a little bit more um, specific to what maybe you need. And the cool thing too is you know. You have a voice, yeah. more of a voice. You know, you get to you know impart some some experiences that you've t- you've had in your life, or you get to uh, maybe uh, provide some teaching too. Because I think we're called to be discipled, right? And we're also called to disciple, right? And exactly, I think a lot right. of that discipleship looks like here's how 
how Christ has done this in my life, and I think it would work in your life. Yeah. And I want to help you. I want to. I want to guide you. I want to instruct yeah. you. I want to model what Christ is doing in my life, and I want to show what that looks like to you. Yeah. And there's basically the discipleship seems to be going. The teaching kind of goes back and forth, right? Instead of just being one way. Well, and you know, you talk about it being kind of custom made for to you in some ways. I mean, that's maybe a little bit of an exaggeration, but not totally in, in the sense that. Obviously, you know, the, the the scripture remains the same, right? Oh, sure, sure. But but how that how that applies in, a, in an individual's life might it, is specific to them. And and you can discover that in a deeper level, you know, as scripture is read together and taught together and that commitment to the, the you know, the the um, apostles teaching that Acts 2 talks about. But then how does that apply to me? You can actually have people help you figure that out on a more individual basis. Yeah. I think when I say that tailor-made thing is, you know, obviously don't change the scripture, but I think what it is is it's more having a voice, like saying, here's what my thoughts are. Instead of just sitting, you know, on a Sunday, just listening and there's no chance for you to speak about it. This gives you a chance to go, here's the situation. Here's the truth coming at me through teaching or whatever it is in our life group. And here's kind of how I'm processing it. What right. do you guys think about that? Yeah. You have you can, a voice. You can ask a question. Yeah, you get to ask you questions. You give an opinion. Mm-hmm. And so I think it just uh, gives you a little bit, you know, uh, better, it gives you a better chance to engage. Yeah. What, what, are, what are the, um, you know, on, on Sunday you talked about adjusting the weight. I, I, you know, what did, what, did, what did you mean by that? What, what exactly are we lifting? I think we are... Um, well, I think we're I think we're called to love people okay. well and to to care for one another's burdens and to help people who are the helpless. You know, we're called to do those things. Yeah. Um, well, and you, and you just said care. For, you know, care for one another's burdens. I mean, Scripture literally says bear one another's burdens. Yeah, right. So I think we're called to do those things. Yeah. But the reality is, I think we need to limit the weight of um, what drains us. Essentially, mm-hmm. I mean, how do you how do you lift burdens when you're overwhelmed by your social media feed or you're so frustrated or annoyed by it or you you watch you know i think anything i think we you know we could do we can partake in in um events that that are folly you know and they don't really benefit us at all so uh-huh. that when we are putting it to a need to uh, a situation to help somebody maybe we're fatigued by it or yeah. we're frustrated because this thing happened and we're not interested in helping at all right so i think it's just making sure that we are I don't know. I think that that kind of affects the the power, the ability to lift. You know, like right. you're the fuel, the fuel source. But I think you know the just the weight of of life. Yeah. You know, and then relational so, strife. Yeah, relational strife. I mean, yeah, financial difficulties. Being wise, being wise with what you allow to infiltrate you, um, how you live your life, so that when the need arises, mm. that you're able to lift. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, you know, I kept thinking about, you know, you're giving that illustration about um, bench pressing on Sunday and, you know, uh, that whole deal and leaving the collars off, which is something that a lot of people do, actually. You know, oh, they yeah. leave the collar. Oh, yeah. Scary. Um, but but the other thing, you know, I, I couldn't help but thinking, you know, and, uh, you know, I was like, Johnny, where's your partner? <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you, you spot each other. Right. And so it's yes, you're lifting. Um, but when it gets too hard, you've got that spotter, that buddy, that weightlifting you know, that workout buddy that helps you lift that bar and they don't, if they're a good spotter, they don't just lift it for you. They, they, but they lift enough to help you finish the rep, yep. you know? And, and, and I kind of was thinking about that and, and a, and a life group too, and going, you know, sometimes it does like you're talking about, it's overwhelming, 
and then you get somebody to help, help you lift. It's not that they're taking it away from you, but they're helping you enough that you can, you can, you know, grow through it, whatever the strife or the difficulty is, you know, whatever it is you're having to live. Well, that goes back to the whole accountability question that you're asking too. Right, right. Because there, there comes that point where you can't push past that one point and you, and you won't experience that one bit of, that bit of key growth if you can't get that rep up a couple more times. Is yeah. that at that moment when you're going to really start to grow is when you feel like you can't do it anymore. Right. And you have somebody help push you past it and you break through a wall you know, that's where you, you start to really see the growth. Yeah. Now you also talked about powering up, you know, how do we, how do we do that in, in the context of community? Well, I think, you know, powering up is, is just the idea of spending time with, with God. Sometimes yeah. that's alone. So maybe that's sure. not always in community, right? Jesus would go away alone. He wouldn't sure. do that in a community. Well, he was alone in a sense. I mean, you're right. He wasn't with his disciples, for instance, but he was with, he was with the father. Though. Yeah. Yeah. But he wasn't in his life. Yeah. Is my, is my point. So he had that moment of solitude, which is good. Right, right. Take that moment of solitude where you don't have a life group and you go and you spend time with, with the Lord one-on-one -on -one and you get that kind of fueled up there. But there, there's something, you know, even just being around, um, community uh, believers who are like-minded always spurs you on number right. one. But I think, and you, as you're in a life group, what are you doing? You're studying the word. You're, you're, you're talking about your relationship with God. You're talking about your lack of obedience. Maybe you're confessing some ways that you want to become more obedient, which right. honors the father and you abide with him and you, you trust him and you love him and you build that relationship and you worship him and, you know, and you start to grow. You, that's that fuel source. Then he fills you with joy he blesses your group. Yeah. You start to overflow. You love yeah. each other and you, it trickles out from there. Yeah. No, I, I think that's really good. You know, you talk about, you know, that whole idea of powering up and, and there is a sense in which we are empowered by our community, you know, um, and some people might be begging us at this point and I can't help but think there's somebody out there saying, what about the Holy Spirit? You know, and, and I think that's obviously true as well, right? The Holy Spirit empowers our lives, but, but we're specifically talking about community and how that empower that powers us up and and you know that that spurring one another on or proverbs constantly talks about you know having many counselors you know and and the wisdom in that and those kinds of things which i think is what what kind of what i heard you heard you saying um and i think that's so good what you know it's uh i mean we talk about growth in community and i think you know as far as discipleship right that's another kind of religious term that we don't hear in a lot of other places but we talk about a lot about discipleship, um, and and some people uh, have very specific things in mind when it comes to discipleship, and and it's my conviction that that discipleship has to take place in community. And I know I didn't prepare you with this question, but but can you talk about how community, how the, the relationship between community and discipleship? Well, I think we talked a little bit um, about it earlier. The the idea of um, you know, I, you know, you know, Sunday I kind of mentioned this kind of briefly was, um, John, you can't, let me just tell you this right now. Uh oh, uh oh, you cannot disciple uh, a congregation of 200, 500, you know, right. Even with a, with a great staff under you, you couldn't, you know, a thousand, 2000, you can't disciple that. Right. And I hate to tell you that. Well, you know, one, just, one you're, person, you're not telling me anything I don't yeah. know, that's for sure. Unless literally you just sat every day and just have people come into your office without that's doing anything else. And every day, just one person every hour comes in. And, may, and even still, that wouldn't be great discipleship because that's just 
hour counseling. Uh, I'd be so worn out after like hour one. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or right. Hour two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I think the point, the point of, of, of a life group and discipleship is, you know, that's where you have the, the chance to really model Christ well mm-hmm. and, and engage. So true discipleship isn't just me talking at you and saying, this is what you need to do. That's kind of like almost like how Sundays are, right? Right. Here's what you need to do. Now go do it. Good luck. You know, right. true discipleship is here's what you need to do. And now let me watch you and see what's going on. What questions do you have? Right. You know, are you, it seems like you're not doing it. You want me to show you again? Right. You know, that's what true discipleship is. It's that constant back and forth and back and forth and having an awareness of, wow, they're really getting it. Right. Or, wow, they're really not. Yeah. And let me adapt. Let me change. Well, you can't adapt your sermon to 200 people. Right. You can't do that. I mean, you have to give one sermon. It's the way it is. And I think discipleship in a life group gives you that opportunity to make um, corrections, makes make adapt, you know, adapt what your, you know, whatever your approach might be right. to 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 see that this person doesn't just need to hear this. It looks like now they need to hear this. So right. let me go ahead and change my approach with this person. It's a constant. You're changing things on right. the fly. So even within a group of ten, you're not discipling everybody the same, and you're not being discipled the same. Right. You know, you're adapting uh, for each person, and and then. So it's it's a it's a constant thing. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's well, and you know, and you know when it's having an impact in somebody's life and when it's not because mm-hmm. you can see it because you know that person well. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, so so why is it? And and we've probably kind of covered this, but maybe just kind of give a summary. Why is it so important? You know, why do we push at Grace? I mean, your your whole thing on Sunday was get in a life group. I mean, mm-hmm. that was the thing. So why is it so important that people do that? Um, and and what if they start attending a life group but they don't like it or it doesn't work out? Yeah. So first of all, why is it so important to get in a life group? Um, why, why do we push that so strongly? Because I think, I think this is, I mean, this is my belief. Um, well, no, it's not. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not only yours. <laughs> this, well, the, okay. But what I believe is, um, that the church is a little different today. You know, yeah, obviously yeah. it's different. It's there, which is, there's a lot of benefit to it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you have a church of, of a hundred, you have a church of 50, even a church of 50, you're still going to need life groups, you know, right. you still need, something need something to break it down, to yeah. break it down a little bit more. Um, you could, you know, obviously you can have, you know, a little bit more time together in a group of 50, you'll get a lot out of it, but even still, um, you need to break it down. It's nice to gather in a large number, but you need to break it down. Even as a youth pastor, you know, five, you know, we had a group of 50 to 75 kids, right? We always broke them down. Right. Because 50 to 75 kids, they don't, no one has a voice. Right. You know, and no one's able to, to speak or, and you don't know what's going on in each of their lives. So right. you have to break it down. So um, I think just the kind of the, with the way the culture is, with the way that, you know, even churches are today, um, that we need to, to break it down and make it smaller. Even yeah. a house church, even a house church back in the day, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe there was 10. That's great. Once 20, once it's 30, then they have to. Maybe, start breaking it yeah, down. Yeah, start breaking it down. So I think even they would do that. Yeah. You know, I don't have any any biblical. Um, well, we have we have Jesus, right? Like there was a. Oh yeah. You know, there was the twelve. There was the three. Mm-hmm. You know, there was the twelve. There was the, you know, five hundred. You know, there was definitely a way of breaking it down. And you talk about even the early church, right? You just and it may not have been life groups per se, but it is broken down. You know, you've got you've got elders of local congregations and things mm-hmm. like that. And so I mean. You know, we we don't know all the details of the programming. I think that's on purpose too, because yeah. I don't think there's one sanctified program that answers everything. And it, as culture changes, programs change. The message of Christ never changes, but how we 
how we do some of those things does. Well, even Moses had to adapt, right? He had to put people in charge. Of yeah, exactly. Things. Jethro, yeah, his father-in-law comes home and says, man, you're an idiot, man. You can't do all <laughs> you this. You can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and then broke it down. definitely a huge group of people. Yeah. And God was put him in charge, but he had to delegate out yeah. because you can't, you can't lead thousands. One right. person can't lead thousands right. or even hundreds or even 50. Yeah. And then uh, the other question was, um, what was the other question, John? Sorry. Oh, well, yeah. What if somebody, you know, they, maybe they're intimidated, they're scared. They've never done this. You know, maybe they don't know anybody and they're saying, I don't know which group to sign up for. They sign up for a group and, and for whatever reason, it's just not working out. Um, you know, there's personality conflicts or schedule changes, uh, you know, who, who knows, but for some reason it's not working out. Well, what then? Well, then you just, uh, plug in somewhere else. It's not, you know, and it's, that's the thing too. It's like, you know, I'm the kind of person where everything has to be perfect the first time or I'm not going to do it. Right. <laughs> the reality is life isn't perfect. Uh, yeah. friendships aren't perfect yeah. and, or not even perfect, but even natural. And you yeah. might have a, if you don't have a, a deep, a good connection with your group, yeah, it's not going to do, you're not going to do well in it. And it's right. not, it's nothing personal. Right. You know, you see it a lot where, you know, you chemistry, personality, yeah, chemistry, knows. yeah. And if you, if you find yourself, you know, you might even be in a group where you find yourself growing a lot and maybe it's not your best personality fit, but you love the the growth and then stick in that group, you yeah. know, but if you, um, you know, and, 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 and the opposite might be true. You might love the people so much and you're not growing. Yeah. So that, that can be unhealthy. Yeah. That could be unhealthy well. too. Yeah. You, there are unhealthy life groups in general, not necessarily at our church, you know, <laughs> of course, but you know, there, there, there can be an unhealthy life. Group. Yeah. So I think it's important to, it's okay. You know, your and also too, your group of friends um, won't always stay the same and they always adapt and are always right. changing just in general, not just life groups. So it's okay. It's okay yeah. to ch- check out somebody else. Uh, what was the main application from Sunday? <laughs> yeah, the main application I would say is, uh, you know, power up. You spend time with Christ, you spend yeah. time with God and then adjust the weight in our lives um, and then kind of, then we'll grow. Yeah. You know? And I think yeah. that's kind of the, the point is just to be really... Um, just to, to, to make sure that we're being intentional with who we're really trying to help. And that's done in, in life groups. Awesome. All right. Well, until next time. Thank you for joining us on the Grace Deep Dive podcast, where we believe in real grace for real living. We'll see you next week.